Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is TV worth talking about. Didn't float up the lion on a bubble. I'm veering towards muffins. Stop making a tit of yourself and piss off. This is Shrine of Duty. Hello and welcome to Shrine of Duty. Surprise, bitch. It's Brendan. It's Hannah. And Rebecca. And we're like Jackie Laverty making a re- surprise return. Just a gammy leg coming at you like six seasons later. Um, we are here today because we're going to be chatting to none other than Chechen Lechen and the bent bastard himself, Ryan Pilkington. We're so what excited. a perfect combination of guests. Yeah, it's lovely, isn't it? Uh, guys, um, I, have a, I have a rather funny story to tell you, I think. I think you're going to find this funny. I hope people listening will find it funny because I think you two will. So you know the way I live with Frank? Yeah. And so me and Frank live together. Frank also works in radio and Frank was covering quite a big talk show. It's like one of the biggest talk shows on radio in Ireland. It's called The Last Word. It's normally presented by Matt Cooper, okay? So um, Frank was covering this. It's a big deal. Uh, He was covering this uh, last week uh, in the run-up to the Line of Duty final. And so he had somebody on that was a TV critic and they were talking all about the Line of Duty final. Sorry, it was after the final had aired. That was it. And he did a TV critic on and they were discussing the reaction to it. And Frank was saying in the interview, he's like, oh, I live with Brendan. He does a podcast with Hannah and Rebecca called Shrine of Duty. And, you know, he was explaining why, you know, some people were a little underwhelmed or whatever. And so he was chatting all about this. And in his ear, his producer said, we've got Brendan on the line. What? Okay. And so Frank, so by the way, Frank prefaced, Frank told me this story and he prefaced it by going, you are involved in my most embarrassing career story ever. <laughs> and I was like, that's pretty big. Also, I hope Frank doesn't mind I'm telling this. I can cut it out if he does. I'm sure he won't. I'll get his permission before we press send. Um, so the producer came in his ear and went, they're in the middle of the line of duty chat. And he went, we've got Brendan on the line. And Frank was like looking through the glass being like, really? Brendan's like on the line. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so Frank went, you know, dear guest, I've been putting words in Brendan's mouth for this whole interview, but he's here now on the line himself no, no. to explain what the reaction was to the Line of Duty final. And the producer is like no. flapping in the window being like, no, 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 no. And Frank was like, what? So then he to pretend that the line just went dead. And he's like, oh, Brendan's not there. What had actually happened was the guest for the next segment was also called <gasps> Brendan. Oh. And Frank just thought that it was me on to talk about Line of Duty, like that I just like magically appear. He thought you're going to come on and say, did help you? me, Tony. I haven't heard it, no. <laughs> I need Did to you know, back. but did you guys see that poor man that went to the BBC and was accidentally brought live on the news yeah. to talk about something? I think Do you was, remember that? Was thing? he a That's taxi driver? Poor, 
poor second Brendan. Yeah, he was a taxi yeah. driver. <laughs> he was there to pick somebody up from BBC reception. And the next thing and he was all on of the six sudden, o'clock. All of a sudden on the 6-1 being so blasted funny. out to millions of people. Yeah, so I was not on the last word to... Um, discuss the line of duty finale well you should have been serves them right (laughs) (laughs) Um, guys it's so great to be back chatting about uh, line of duty because I I do feel a bit lost without it my weekend was very strange not putting up a tweet on Sunday saying happy line of duty day I was like well yeah I took myself off to bed a bit depressing now wasn't it yeah, I was. Yeah, I was. I was like, oh, I don't have to stay up till ten now. I can go to bed because Rebecca and myself get up fairly early in the mornings. Like, like, we get up really early. Half five, we present yeah. a breakfast show every day, so it, it is nice in a way, slightly just being able to sleep on a Sunday night because I was up the walls after every single episode. The cliffhangers. Um, I saw somebody. No, I crawl us. out about a five to nine, but it was still nice to have an early night. Yeah, someone tweeted us to go. I am now listening to Rebecca and Brendan on their morning radio show, <laughs> even though I don't live in Dublin, just because I miss Shrine of Duty, which was very nice. <laughs> Imagine. There's no help me, Tony. There's no help that. me, Tony. And no swearing. <laughs> no. Because it's a family show. Okay, so she is the Dublin actor who did us proud in the BBC's biggest TV drama as Steph Corbett. We knew she was great crack when she signed off her Instagram DM with chicken licking. Amy DeVroon, welcome to Shrine of Duty. Thank you very much. It's a it's a it's a joy to be here. <laughs> Amy, I feel it's like, an honor. And it's an honor to have you here, Amy. I feel like this chat's gonna be really good fun. Yes, it will. <laughs> um, Amy, straight in with the first question. How did you react oh when you got the call to return to Line of Duty? Where were oh you? What God. were you doing? Uh, I Oh, I know exactly where I was, actually. I got the call to say was I, I was availability checked first. And I was walking with my sort of newly born, you know, I think she was six weeks or something at the time, baby. And I was walking to a sample, oh. a friend of mine who's a designer, Emma Manley. I was walking to her sample sale and I got the call. We love like, Emma Manley. That's yes. fab. There you go. So then, and uh, and uh, yeah, so I was absolutely thrilled. So I think I was just like, yeah, on cloud nine because like the best thing ever, because I just wasn't expecting to go back. Like I'd say everyone was the same when they saw me in the show going like, what (laughs) is she doing here? Which was the reaction like. (laughs) And Amy, did you ever suspect Steph of being involved with the OCG? Like, uh, not until I'd filmed it and all the theories started coming out and I was like, did I just like, am I just real innocent and all this? You know, like uh, it, it did make me think twice. So I didn't like, I wasn't really suspecting anything, but that's how it's played I think with everything, you know, you're given the scripts and you're just taking everything at face value because that's what the audience are seeing. And I think if you thought any differently, it would it would read very differently on on screen. So, uh, yeah, I never really I didn't really suspect anything, to be honest. But like, who knows what the future holds for it? You know what I mean? Who knows? What is it like filming or like walking onto a set of Line of Duty? Like, do you have any funny stories or anything you can tell us? No, it's just like it is just brilliant. Like everyone's really lovely. And um, and I remember, yeah, like and and I, I do remember, though, they like that when they first told me that like Martin was Scottish and I was like, no, he's not. Like, no, honestly, I mean, I was like, would you go away? Like, where's your accent? Like, I was such a loser. About it. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so like, but they're all really lovely. My speech, sorry, my microphone just came out there. But yeah, all really lovely and uh, sound and normal and, and 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 good fun. 
And uh, I do actually remember, actually, I do have a story from Offset where oh, basically on. I <laughs> I just found out I was pregnant with Billy when I was shooting the series finale of season <gasps> five. So I was feeling so desperate, which is why, which is also partly why I look so horrific in the last episode of series five um, when <laughs> she's the grieving widow. But uh, I was basically, we had done the read through and uh, I remember the girl who plays, Rashenda, who plays like Lisa McQueen after the read through was like, come on, we're all going to the pub, come on. And uh, we were in the taxi on the way back to the hotel and she just gets out of the car. I've ne- I've never I haven't spoken to her properly since, so I've never been able to say it to her. But she got out of the car, and, she, and everyone was getting out with her. And she was like, "Are you coming, Amy?" And I just completely froze and just said, "No," and oh. then just sat there. And then they and it just looked like I was such an absolute drip. I was like, "No." And just like stayed in the taxi to the hotel. And I was like, oh, she thinks I'm such a loser. Oh, like, I no. to go to the but I felt so crap. And I was so early pregnant. I was just like, I can't, and I couldn't tell anyone. You couldn't tell like, anyone. Yeah, fair yeah. enough. Um, no, yeah, yeah. Uh, Roshenda, it sounds like my, she's good yeah. crack. She came on for a chat on the podcast yeah. after season five. And it sounded like they had some really fun nights out. Yeah, I'd say cause they would have like because there was a whole little gang. Well, yeah, an OCG of them, like whole gang of them. Like, whereas like with my stuff, it's always like me solo rocking up to my kitchen tiles and you know my lovely house. My yeah, God. you were literally on your own for the whole season, essentially, unless Steve and Kate popped in. Yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> and no sign of the kids. Like, every once in a while, you see a little glimpse of them. Like, so God, like you know what I mean. God knows what she's hiding in that house. Seriously. <laughs> Um, Amy, um, are there any character details that you were given about Steph, like whether Jed like gave you direction or not, that 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 we wouldn't know about? Like, what what were you told was Steph's kind of background? It was the the weird thing was when I first went. What you see, it's kind of just grown. So a lot of it has been like what I guess what I've brought to it as well. Like in the in terms of when I when I first did series five. I think I was there for a couple of episodes. I wasn't expecting to be to come back. And then he he had sent an email afterwards saying he liked what I was doing with the character and wanted to bring her back. So oh. for the f- series finale. So um, so I have my own little ideas with with the with what he gives me in the scripts, but he doesn't give me anything specific. Like there was only specifics like when we were saying, you know, uh, me and Martin were kind of saying to Jed, like, how how far is this relationship gone? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, we're like, is there a bit of, like, have they kissed? Have they, you know, whatever. <laughs> uh, so it's usually those kind of questions. But in terms of kind of like background, I think he he keeps everything quite close to his chest unless there's something very specific that you want to know. So kind of when I'm doing it, I'm kind of giving my own little history and, and, and ideas that I think are happening behind the scenes myself as well. Mm, very interesting yeah. and Amy were there any yeah. scenes that you filmed that were cut that didn't make the final edit yeah there was actually um I think the god yeah I'm, well I, like I think <laughs> there was a lot of rejigging of the episodes mm-hmm. it seemed like as in like um I featured a lot in episode three and I think that was actually originally when there was only going to be six episodes I think that ah, that yeah. it was that was going to be a sort of a the development of um Steve and Steph was going to be a little bit longer mm. you know it was a bit more drawn out. so kind of yeah I know <laughs> so <laughs> it's sort of it seemed to kind of um there, there definitely was a cut of a of a scene and 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 it, and it, it kind of all happened very quickly in, in one episode 
but that but then when I watched the series, I thought that made kind of sense because there was so much big action and all the explosions and car chases and you know all this you know and shootings and all this kind of stuff. The Steph stuff and the Steve stuff would actually kind of slow it down a little bit, you know, because that was all very intimate, kind of slow, you know, slow stuff. So, so I think it, I think for that reason, it might have been taken out. Plus, I think, I, I just think there's, I just have, I just feel like there's so much more to it mm-hmm. and, and possibly to come. I have no insider knowledge now. This is just my own personal opinion, but like, I think that there's so much more for the for all of the stories to go that I think sometimes that's done obviously on purpose to kind of put a pin in something and maybe use something later on or I don't know. And Steph, speaking of watching it and figuring out the scenes that were cut, did you watch along with everyone else? Did you get sneak peeks? How does it work for you guys? Yeah, so I was watching along with everyone else. I know for series five, and this probably was in the sort of non-COVID world, they would have had a kind of a big cast and crew screening of the first episode before everybody else. You would get kind of a little sneak peek of that. And I know they did that for series five. But for this series, you know, everything, sure, we did, like we didn't we didn't have a read through of the last few episodes because usually you do the read through of the first four episodes. And then while you're filming, you do a big read through of the last couple of episodes. And we didn't get to do that because obviously of COVID, we're not really allowed in the space, you know, in, in a big room together for for, you know, unnecessarily. So, yeah. So I had no idea. I had no idea how it would look. I, I, that must I have been incredibly nerve wracking. Yeah, it was. It was really because <laughs> I was kind of going, oh, God, will I be, you know, because you don't want, especially when you're a returning character, you don't want people to be like, oh, I hate her. Why is she back? Like, Jesus, your woman's shite. Or, oh, sorry, your woman's crap. <laughs> oh, you can curse oh, away. Oh, Anna, okay, <laughs> Amy, you've heard this podcast. So, but you were brilliant. <laughs> Drivel. <laughs> yeah. yeah, OK, good, good. Amy. So, yeah. So, yeah. Did uh, did you know who H was before it was aired, or did you find out at the same time as everyone else? No, I'd see I'd seen the scripts. Yes, but okay. I'd sort of very yeah. I so I I did, but I I'd kind of put it to the back of my head or whatever. And then also because I was you know because the last few episodes are quite heavy going and there's so much going on in them, I kind of just read it once and then was just like. I'll just see it on the day. I just want to see it kind of live and see what they do with it because it's kind of, it was a lot to take in originally to read. And then I just felt like the less I know, the better and the less I'll give away when and, people ask me. And what you read on that page, did it change much from what you read on the page to actually what we saw on TV? No, I don't think so. I actually don't think so. And even the end, you know, the the ending with the with the three of them going into the lift and everything, that was all written down and, and and there so um yeah it was and it was quite like it was a, like the final episode well especially what we saw as well it read as a as a quieter episode do you know then the kind of that any of the chases and stuff like that but then for me I don't find that that unusual with Jed's writing because I kind of noticed that there are kind of those big epic epic episodes and then there's kind of the quieter ones where you know, everything's kind of dying down a bit before it kind of moves up again. So, mm-hmm. um, Amy, who was watching Sky Sports in Steph's house, do you think? <laughs> who did people think it was? What was we your had crazy Ted. Um, Sen- we'll maybe Ted. Senor oh, Tommy Thurwell. Hunter was hiding in erratic and all this nonsense yeah. and stuff. I yeah. think Brendan thought Ted was living with you. We she- were like, Ted. Oh, Ted. That was brilliant. Oh, yeah, because then even at one point... Uh, 
my mum was like, you're not going to get together with Ted, are you? And I was like, I can't say, mum. <laughs> you could do a lot worse now than Adrian. I know, he's a good man. He's a solid, <laughs> solid man. Um, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. Yeah, the Sky Sports thing, actually, that's kind of thrown me. And then also the theories have thrown me about the hairdressers really yes. threw me. That, that was something that I hadn't actually, I hadn't linked back to at all. I thought, oh, that's a bit odd with the hairdressers that she's, you know, she's working part time yeah. in the hairdresser. And then that was her kind of cover story for the money or whatever. But I thought that was really interesting when people were like, oh, Jackie Laverty. <gasps> and I was like, oh, you're a woman's back again, Jackie Laverty. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. I thought maybe like Andrew Laverty could have been watching the Sky Sports or Senor Thurwell or IP. Yeah, or maybe she got it specially. Maybe she knew Steve would pop up and she knows he likes the football or whatever. And she, you know, trying to lure him, lure him into her house. <laughs> she was very into him, in fairness. Do we think they have a chance at all? Did they kiss? Like, what, what did you and Martin discuss about? Because we only saw the spoon. Yeah, so apparently, the, like, the, the idea was that they did have a bit of a fumble, but nothing, oh. you know, yeah. Just a heavy pass. Oh, like, over the clothes fumble kind of thing, <laughs> I think. And, um, and, which is lovely. Um, but I think what we were, I think we were, how we were playing it and how I suppose we, me and Martin would have discussed it, was that, like, there was a genuine you know feeling uh there between them and I felt and I think we were both kind of going kind of two people who had lonely people who had kind of found each other a little bit so yeah that was kind of the intention playing it um yeah was that the question I've literally forgotten the question. <laughs> it was yeah. it yeah, was, that was yeah. nailed it that yeah, was the question good for you um, Amy, yeah. I'm going to assume that you're up for, you will be up for returning if, if there's a seventh season and if you're asked back. In your opinion, where would you see Steph's story going? Oh, God. In my opinion. That's the important bit, I'm just going to, yeah, exactly. For any, yeah. <laughs> for any annoying headlines that are not from my mouth, <laughs> in my opinion, I think what I well I like the idea yeah I like the idea that Steph if Steph and Steve if Steve did develop feelings for Steph or if they have feelings and it's a genuine thing I like the idea that that maybe leaves Steve vulnerable because if you know if because so if if he finally has something that he actually genuinely cares about then that leaves him vulnerable and then that's a nice position for us as an audience, you know, for Steve to be in if he's a little bit vulnerable, whether it's that if she, you know, um, is part of some OCG or if uh, or if the OCG find her because they know she's connected to him or whatever. I always think mm. that's quite a ni- nice yes. position to be in. But now that I've said it, it won't happen. So <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, Amy, can you give us a lesson in how to do a Liverpool accent and could you say chicken licking? <laughs> <laughs> We had to ask. I'm, yeah, I'm we did. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. We had to do the accent because I will probably get uh, the whole of Liverpool uh, DMing me and being like, how dare you? <laughs> did Stephen <laughs> Graham must have given you a hand, did he? Well, I did the accent like at the read through. I was sitting beside him and I was going, it, I was, I said after, I was like, is that okay? And he was like, oh, I didn't realise you weren't from Liverpool. So oh, like, nice. That's amazing. That's the endorsement yeah. you want. That's yeah. it. Exactly. So that was okay. And um, and then I do have a friend in Liverpool as well. So and he was like, no, no, like so it's 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 hard to know. But um, 
I, I would say watch Brookside. And Jackie Corkill will, get, will teach you all you need to know. And again, I'll probably have, you know. And, you know, burying bodies under cement. It's all there. That's the link. Exactly. Exactly. I just feel like it's, you know, it's essentially the same show. Exactly. (laughs) Brookside, Line of Duty, the crossover you didn't realise you needed. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Bring Brookside back. That's all I can say. Uh, Amy, Amy, just before. Go on, Brent. No, go on, Hannah. Carry on. No, come on. No, we're not Honestly, together. No. This is this is what COVID does to us. We're talking over each Hannah, other. it's your turn. We can't see each other. Go on. Thanks, Pat. Amy, final <laughs> question. What is next for you? Where can we see you next? What's on the horizon? I will be on TV next, but I can't say why. Oh, here we <laughs> go. 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 I'm never allowed to say. I know it's so boring. Sorry. and uh, But I will be on TV again, so you will see me again and uh, and I promise you as if I'm ever asked back to line of duty I would I will I will, I will be there as well Aww, brilliant <laughs> Amy thank you so much for chatting with us not at all thanks for having me and you will be forever our chicken lechen oh it's alright chicken lechen yeah <laughs> Amy thank <laughs> you so much that was a cartoon version of the accent there for you <laughs> just to let you know small details are big surfaces Tight corners or odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello, Gregory. His audio is connecting. Oh, okay. <laughs> I hope you leave this in that you're like, hello. Hello, Gregory. Bent Bastard calling all hello. the Bent Bastards. <laughs> calling Bent Bastard. How many times did I call him Ryan on today's interview? Let's find out. <laughs> I did that. I Gregory? Gregory there. Hello. Oh, Hello. there you are. Hi. <laughs> oh, Gregory, how are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Yeah, we're really good. It's great to talk to you again. Oh, it's great to talk to you guys as well. He is the baby bent bastard that blew us away in Line of Duty all the way back in season one. Fond of a bolt cutters and a Stanley knife. Ryan Pilkington sent shivers down our spines with his death stares and delivered one of the best cliffhangers of the series in his shootout with D.I.K. Fleming. 
where he eventually met his end. And he is on the line today. Gregory Piper, welcome back to China, Judy. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? We're great. Amazing. Oh, it's so We're great. We're a bit sad the line of duty is over, aren't we, guys? Yeah, we are. We are. We would like it yeah. to just continue indefinitely, like, you know? Um, I mean, same. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gregory, really good to talk to you again. Thanks for coming back on Shrine of Duty. Um, tell us, how did you, you really upped the evilness in season six. How did you channel that? Um, I mean, he's he's skulking about a lot in this in the series, so I, I suppose it all came from in the background and giving some uh, giving some death stares. So uh, yeah, it was uh, it's really <laughs> it was really nice to have to pl- play him like that and play him so evil. It was brilliant. Um, and Gregory, tell us what was it like shooting that lake scene? Yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. I loved shooting that, um, but it was it was extremely cold. So yeah, it was. Uh, it was shot over three nights um, wow. and yeah, the, the water was very, very cold. You had like a, a wet suit on and then like all of the police uniforms. So uh, once you got in and the, and the water got in, it was uh, absolutely freezing. <laughs> that must have, that's a lot of clothes and when they get wet, it's heavy. That must have been physically quite demanding. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, I was, Gregory's I, that's like, I'm one strong. of the main things I was worried about. Yeah. <laughs> no worries. No big deal. <laughs> no, I'm... Uh, I'm not the best swimmer, so <laughs> I uh, it was it was very tiring to kind of uh, to for that first initial dunk underneath and then uh, swimming back to shore. I uh, yeah, it took took a lot out of me. It was uh, not much acting, to be honest. There. <laughs> well, then you had to murder Lisa. <laughs> I know, I know, horrible. God, I love mean, her. Uh, <laughs> she's so she's so lovely as well. So it was uh, it was. Horrible she was nice about being murdered, was she? <laughs> Yes, she was lovely. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Gregory, you served up some serious stares in season season six. They were one of the biggest talking points of the whole season. It's how terrifying you were. Now, did you practice in the mirror? (laughs) Were you staring uh, at people in Tesco? What was going on in the building? (laughs) Yeah, there was uh, a couple of... um, T- times in the mirror I was practicing that look and uh, over <laughs> over a FaceTime with my girlfriend as well so <laughs> uh, trying to get that down yeah <laughs> like who were you thinking of when you were staring at people <laughs> I was just trying to think you know I, I don't want anyone um, kind of spreading anything or, or me being found out so I was kind of I suppose it was a willingness for Ryan to go on <laughs> those kind of stares <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, Gregory, how did you uh, react when you read uh, the script and it was the the standoff with Kate and then ultimately uh, Ryan's death? What was that like when you first read that? Uh, it was so, it's just really, really exciting. You know, it's, it's, it was, uh, you know, it was sad to, to kind of know the, the, the ending of Ryan, but I mean, what a way to go out. Like I was so lucky to have that kind of exit um, and to have that massive cliffhanger, I was just, you know, absolutely filled with excitement, really. Oh it was God. unbelievable. Yeah, it was epic. Yeah. Was it emotional to leave a show that you started out in as a child? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, one of the lines as well that Kate gave in the, well, Vicky gave in the, the end scene about, you know, you're just a boy um, was really kind of like, hit me in, in terms of, yeah, you know, this character's just, he's just a kid and he's, um, yeah, he's in a crap situation really. So, uh, but yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was quite emotional. Yeah. And has Line of Duty changed your life, Gregory, would you say? 
Um, I mean, yeah, definitely. It was uh, a big um, kind of insight into into acting in the industry and something that I found that, oh my God, I'd absolutely love to pursue this. So yeah, it completely changed my life. Yeah, I'm massively, especially when I was younger in the first series, there was, you know, I couldn't have a conversation with someone without them mentioning Line of Duty. So it was pretty crazy. Uh, Gregory, did you get a script for the final episode? Did you know who H was before it aired on TV? Yes, yes, I did. We, uh, I read the whole thing um, and yeah, very, very, very excited for all that to come out. <laughs> that's interesting for a show that's so tight-lipped that even though your character wasn't going to be in the last episode that you did get the script for it. Yeah, definitely. You know, I was very, I was very lucky to, to get that. But I think, you, you know, you just really want these um, cliffhangers and these big reveals to hit as best as they can. So, you know, mm. you really wouldn't say anything. You just want everyone to find out uh, over the series. So, yeah. Yeah, totally. And Gregory, what will you miss most about being a bent bastard? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, all the stunts where, you know, <laughs> Ryan's killing off a character. I think I miss that a lot. Um, and that was a, a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, I just missed the whole thing, really. Like everyone was so lovely over the time of us filming. It was like a family. So I was just, I'm so lucky to have that kind of opportunity. And yeah, absolutely fantastic. It seems like a fab set to be on. It seems like a really close knit group. We obviously met you all the way back in season one. You were begging for a burger. That could have been <laughs> your out to have a better life. So we just have to ask, what's your favorite burger topping? <laughs> <laughs> um. So I've became vegetarian uh, a couple of years ago now. So oh, I you're in good really company. like Naked Glory. You're in great company and Brandon is a vegan. <laughs> oh, amazing. Brilliant. I love Naked Glory burgers. They're my favorite. Oh, where are they? Are they? Can you get them in the supermarket or where do you get them? Yeah, yeah, in the supermarket. Yeah, they're like uh, green and purple packaging. They uh, taste amazing. (laughs) No, they're not over here yet. We'd love now a corn or a Linda McCartney, but we'll definitely be taking a look out for those. Oh, yeah, yeah. Linda McCartney all the way as well. Oh, yeah. Love Linda McCartney, yeah. The sausage Love Linda. They're a dream. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Gregory, what's next for you? Is there there any projects in the pipeline? There's like, you know, going for auditions and things like that and uh, just waiting to see what happens, really. You know, you never know what's going to happen in the future. So, uh, yeah, just keeping my options open, <laughs> I suppose. Very good, Gregory. And finally, uh, can you give us one last, you bent bastard? <laughs> <laughs> you bent bastard. Yay! Yay, Gregory. <laughs> Congratulations Cheers. on an amazing series. You you stole the show. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for your support. It's been amazing midweek to jump on your podcast. It's been brilliant. Uh, Gregory, thank you so much for uh, having a chat with us again on Shrine of Duty. Yes, thank you so much, guys. Thank you. Oh, my God, guys. What a gent. Like uh, The two of them are lovely, guys. Two of them are so fab and couldn't be any more different to the characters <laughs> that they play. Like, because even, like, Steph Corbett is quite, you know quiet and she's going through a lot and she's got yeah. a lot on her mind whereas Amy I'm is like giggling away there yeah. after murder and Lisa in the lake and he's this lovely bubbly <laughs> young man sorry I loved you being like um, were you practicing on people in Tesco <laughs> <laughs> but I liked his answer it's like obviously you can't be giving too much away imagine Gregory Piper standing in Tesco staring people out of it like we would have all known he was coming back beside the sausage rolls <laughs>
really interesting <laughs> as well that Amy said that what was on the original script didn't change that much that the last episode was what was originally written so our theory of the pandemic and them having to cut everything was bollocks <laughs> now guys I'm very intrigued to know like what that what scene what she's doing no but that scene between that she said that, did, that got cut between oh, Steve and Steph like I feel it was quite intimate was a bit of bomb chicka I think it was heavy petting yeah, there was, was definitely a heavy pet going on there yeah yeah, it would be great to see Steph's character return because it's so true. There are so many different directions that the show could go in and I think Jed does leave things open so we can come back to those threads and maybe tie them all together. Yeah. Well, it sounds like Jed really likes Steph. So, like, I feel like she will be back and there's very interesting character threads there. Like, they could turn her evil. It'd be brilliant. Like, the alternate ending, guys. Like, the alternate ending where her and Ted get into the... Uh... The car at SUV the end. And a smoke a cigar. David Waddington, wasn't that who wrote that? Yes. 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 Yeah. Go on. David Waddington having a memorable name. Friend of the podcast, David Friend Waddington. Friend of the podcast, David Waddington. And future BBC drama exec. Yeah, absolutely obsessed. Maybe Ted is living in her gaff watching the Sky Sports guys. If it was down to David Waddington now, I'd say he was. Guys, I'm convinced Senor Thurwell is making a return. <laughs> You're obsessed with I am. You really are. Gregory's oh, dead, like brown bread, isn't he? Like he's really not coming back as much yeah, as we love him. No, he's definitely dead. Can um, you imagine though when he was reading that script? Like, because I got, like I was obviously screaming at the TV watching it. I got goosebumps when I was reading my own bloody recap, for fuck's sake. Can you imagine if you were the actor playing the character and you read the script for the first time? Like, you would get goosebumps. Like, at that cliffhanger. You would. Yeah. Oh, and what Steph said as well, member guys we were texting when we were sitting down to watch the first episode of season six and we were really nervous imagine what they felt like when they were watching it for the first time live with everyone else yeah it's it's absolutely crazy but like there is a bit of a line of duty hole in our lives at the moment so you know maybe another series will come along and maybe we could be back sooner than expected yeah, let's I mean, get a really safer vigil, guys. That's yeah, that's the thing. We're 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 gonna do vigil. We're calling it now. But the thing is, I think oh, the BBC. Yeah, I think the BBC are gonna release. I think they're releasing all episodes on iPlayer first, and then showing them one a week. So you can uh, so actually, you know, it could be really fun if you're in the UK and you watch them all on iPlayer. You can listen to us make absolute tits of ourselves <laughs> every week, knowing what's gonna happen. Or you can wait every week and watch mm-hmm. it along with us. Watch them with us. Guys, Saran Jones being airlifted into a submarine and Martin Compton, sign me up. And I think Chief Constable Osborne is involved with that show as well. Chief Owen Teal's Yes, that's why they were golfing. Yes, guys, I honestly was loathing. Are they not in that other one, The Rig? And so is um, Mike Dryden. In fairness... (laughs) They're both sea-based dramas, guys. I think it's fair enough. Is there two of them? I thought they were the one and we had the name wrong on it the first time. No, there's two. And Martin no, Compton's in the rig you. and Vigil. Yeah. And they're both is. at Martin Compton been on a boat for the last 12 months. God love him. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, well, I think, like, it's fair to say we're, we're, we're looking at doing Vigil. All going well. Yeah, fingers crossed. And sure, we don't have the iPlayer, so we'll have to watch it week by week. We don't yeah. have a choice. <laughs> so it, it will be really yeah. funny that if you do watch it all on iPlayer in one go, yeah. And then we're coming along like six weeks later being like, oh, I don't know what's going to happen here. A few people have tweeted Are us about can... um, Mayor of Easttown and obviously it's been airing whatever in the middle of Line of Duty and it's absolutely fantastic. It would have been a great series to podcast about. But if you do happen to see a trailer for something or be watching a series that you think would be good for Shrine of whatever it will be called, Shrine <laughs> of Vigil, it's Shrine of Vigil? 
Oh, no, wait. We'll have digital. to come up with something Someone snappier we work than with, that John Cadell. John Cadell, who we work with, shout out, came up to me the day in work and he said, maybe you could call us Vigil to the Shrine. Yeah. Do you know? John Cadell. That's it. That's Watch it. It's coming down your feeds. That's the name. Done and dusted. <laughs> Sorry, what was it called? Vigil to the Shrine. Vigil to the Shrine. Does that make sense? Shrine to the Vigil. Shrine. Guys, we'll work that on that again. That sounds like the beginning of a rap now, to be honest. So Shrine I think to the we need vigil. to workshop that a little bit. Tweet us um, uh, any name suggestions and any series suggestions. Keep in touch with us. We yes. are at Shrine Pod. Okay, are we done now for Shrine of Duty? Like, are we actually done this time? Ah, come on, let's try again. Is this on the, is is this part of the podcast? this is absolutely part of the podcast. Yeah, we're just going to continue this Oh, Grant, okay. Gina McKee Um, or Polly Walker, if you happen to be listening to Shrine of Duty, Or if you know Gina McKee or Polly Walker, Or Vicky McClure, obviously. Tell them that we're lovely and that, like, we'll have a fun chat. But we need Gina McKee or Polly Walker special. Um... We Who else do, a do we want? Like, there's so special. many people I want to talk to. Keely Hawes, Daniel Mays. I mean, the list is endless. Craig Parkinson. It's oh, like also- absolutely iconic that you'd get Daniel Mays on a show that he was in for one episode seven years ago and could still have a fully in-depth relevant conversation with him about that character yeah we, we also recorded a podcast episode with our friend Sue for her new podcast that she's bringing out oh yeah um not sure what the details are just yet when it's going to be released but when we find out we will um put it on at Shrine Pod so you'll know yeah it's all about our favourite line of duty characters plot points funny moments it's a great episode so we'll keep you up to date with that it was really fun and guys if Martella ever comes back for season 4 we have to do it because that guys, did you finish guys I haven't watched it still Reb hasn't finished that season the third series I haven't like, watched it it's mad it, it would have been hilarious like, to do there's there's one scene in particular in the middle of the season that I know Hannah had the same thought about and I honestly nearly fell off the chair. Like I nearly fell off the sofa. I nearly rolled out of the bed. I was like, And then it does a similar thing to what it does in other seasons where like 15 minutes before the end is there's just a handbrake turn and you're like, what? (laughs) The actual. Oh my God. Fuck. Um, Also, uh, a series that we all love and I haven't watched the fourth series season of it, but Unforgotten. Unforgotten. Yeah, (gasps) Unforgotten. If that comes back, guys, we we gotta do a pod on that. so good. Rebecca, it's like it's imperative is that the right word that you watch that season because there's a big oh, no, shocker I, I, at the I, end I, no, and I don't I, want it to get spoiled oh no, no she no, read I, it on I, Twitter I read it, I read it on Twitter I, I saw a tweet from ITV that um, unfortunately uh, revealed that either way though guys I watched the first episode of it I, I will watch it I just you know yourself what I'm like with the real house that's and Craig Parkinson's wife in that show is it yeah. and it's cast by friend of the podcast Victor Jenkins God, all in one go. Now, guys, that interview with Victor Jenkins was absolutely brilliant. If anyone has any interest in Oh, it's casting, from the Quarantelli era, so the quality now, guys, mightn't be the best, but it's a brilliant interview. I'm not listening right. to it about the quality. If you tweet about the quality of that, you're getting blocked. But if you have any interest in anything around casting, like he done, um, he done Unforgotten. He did. What else did he do? He done loads of stuff that we were really Broad into. Church, Brendan just found him on Broad IMDb. Church, Broad bag. Um, Unforgotten uh, the, the Split I think he did as well Like loads of like Just lovely dramas yeah. Do you think if we did And a he pod- gave us a really Go on No I just said Do you think if we did a podcast About Fleabag We could call it Gee Bag <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I, I mean we could try <laughs> <laughs> We'd probably be booted off Apple Podcast But we could try Well yeah that's a really Interesting interview with him Also Rebecca's gorgeous friend Emer 
um, she worked on normal people and she works for an amazing production company over here. She's been to the BAFTAs. She is she on the, is on it the, the BAFTA or the Emmy voting? Uh, Emmy yeah. voting panel? Yeah, she's on the Emmy's voting panel. Um, she worked on normal people. They Excuse did me. the favorites. They did a room with uh, Brie Larson that obviously won uh, Oscar winning Oscars. Yes, uh, is she fantastic? Yeah, another great interview. Emer is just one of those people who is just oh, she's meticulous. Like she's just amazing at everything she does. I used to copy off her in college. She's the reason why I have a degree. <laughs> <laughs> well, there she's getting her thanks now. So you've enough to be listening there before they uh, release the release date for Vigil and we get cracking. Yeah, but that is what we're going to be back with. And until then, we'll talk to you later. Thanks for listening. Love you. Miss you. Interview terminated. Go on. Piss off. This is TV worth talking about. So we want to hear what you have to say. Find Shrine Podcasts on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook at ShrinePod. 